Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Nope. The summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and nope. I don't care. No, I, I don't I don't care. even know. Right to the hood. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Low budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill. It's good to see all you low lifers out there virtually. Of course, this is the podcast for Monday, June the 13th. And that is a song written by me, sang by me from many years ago, coming up on the 10-year anniversary of recording that song, the Biloxi Blues. And the only reason I say that is I got a really cool text last night. I was sitting on the couch, maybe having some Cocoa Pebbles, maybe watching Napoleon Dynamite with Hudson Lee Duncan. And I get a text from Elite Series Pro, Drew Cook. says, dude, I am at a wedding in Florida, Florida, and the band just played Biloxi Blues. And I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty cool. So whoever you are out there, Drew didn't get the name of the band, but whoever you are out there, if you listen to the podcast and you're a lowlifer, I appreciate you. If you just happen to hear that song, one of your buddies told you about it's pretty dang cool, she out there spreading a good word. So we appreciate it. Of course, that is available everywhere. You can go listen to it. But uh, most of y'all that tune in weekly know that. that. That aren't just here looking for the guests. That are here for the entire program. Of low budget life had some of them just coming in for the interviews last week, <laughs> and look, I get it. I do the same with podcasts, but had uh, when you have the G man on, you get comments from folks that uh, you ain't really looking for. I don't want them to be low lifers, right? You just you just get some real dumb ones sometimes. We had a few of them last week, but all in all, good week. A lot of y'all enjoyed that swindle episode, and I really really appreciate it. Had a great time, and today is going to be no different. We're going to have a really good time with our guests on this Father's Day week edition of LBL. Yes, I'm saying Father's Day week. We should get a week. Look at this gray. Look at this. Look at that gray and that beard. We should get a week. It's not fair that we don't get a, a full week. It's not fair that the mamas don't get a full week. So I, I declare this is Father's Day week, low-budget live Father's Day week. So there you go. There you go. Uh, next time I join you, of course, will be after Father's Day. So this is a Father's Day episode, Father's Day themed even with our guest today. Uh, speaking of fathers, a lot of y'all, y'all daddies out there take your kids to these high school tournaments. Y'all doing good things out there, getting them introduced into bass fishing. And Lord knows there are a lot of high school events. But I just wanted to, first the show here, say I will be attending... On behalf of Express Boats and Low Budget Live, I will be at the Arkansas Commissioner's Cup this week. This coming Saturday, June the 18th, Lake Washita, the Brady Mountain Boat Ramp. I will be there. I'm going to play some music that afternoon. I'm going to, uh, we're going to try to do a podcast, trying to line up a couple guests for that as well. So come out. If you're in that Hot Springs area and you don't mind hanging around a boat ramp, you know, right there on the banks of Lake Washita, like like low lifers should. 
come on out, come on out and hang out. I'm going to be out there, uh, you know, late next week. I'm going to be running around, may go fishing out there on Hamilton or Washington. Going to do some, I'm uh, getting to pick up my, my Express that is sold, is actually uh, been at the Express plant, getting a little TLC, and I'm picking it up. My new one, I'm probably not going to get until around the 1st of July, but got to get the old one back. I did sell it. A lot of folks have been asking. I took a deposit on that, but probably going to take her fishing a couple more times before we turn her loose over to that new owner down there in South Georgia. But uh, I'll be out there, though. I think the weigh-in starts at 2. All the festivities will begin before that. So a lot of y'all ask me, hey, if you're ever in this area, that area, whatnot, I get a lot of that on social media from y'all. And uh, there you go. If you're in that Hot Springs, Arkansas area, maybe maybe there's some low-lifers fishing. I know the folks putting it on there. Arkansas fishing game. There's some low lifers mixed up in the uh, in the in the overall shindig. There was uh, glad to get to talk to to a couple of those this week. So very cool deal. They're giving away three thousand dollars in scholarships for first place, two thousand for second, and a thousand for third, and no entry fee. Going to be like fifty teams. I think really cool deal. So if you're around Brady Mountain, come on out. All right. Uh, before we hit these sponsors up, I got to say. <sighs> A lot of y'all were hoping this would happen. I know it. I get it because we the villains. We've been the villains, the baseball villains. But my balls this afternoon recording this on Sunday, they got put out of the NCAA tournament by Notre Dame, a three-game series. And uh, it sucks, man. We've had – and it sucks from a standpoint of my family and I, me, the triple threat, and the kids. We have absolutely – you know, we went to the SEC championship game – two years in a row, but we're there this year when they won the SEC championship, SEC tournament. And we just, man, we it's, it's been such a bonding thing for us to all gather around and watch Tennessee play baseball. It's so much fun, man. And and the team, look, they're nasty, dude. They they like to uh, they like to push it to the limit. They like to talk trash. And if you for them, you love them. And if you happen to play against them, you absolutely hate them. And I, and I get it. <laughs> I totally get it because they're, they're, they're turd heads most of the time, but uh, they got put out. So that's uh, over, but congrats to them on a, you know, a hell of a season that's unfortunately ending too short. All right. Huge thanks to the sponsors of the show. Uh, Startron first and foremost, Startron kicking ethanol in the teeth, in your chainsaw, in your weed eater in your side-by-side, but most importantly, in that outboard engine because ethanol will gum up the works. And right now with gas, you want to get your daddy something for Father's Day, get him some Startron and buy him a gallon or two of gas. That's what I say. Just, it's, it's so expensive. I mean, get him a gas jug. Five, he go, Daddy, that's $50 right there. Try to mow the grasses with $50. $50 fill up two gas cans. Crazy. Get him some StarTron to protect his investment. Protect your investment. Ethanol will ruin a great day on the water, and nothing ruins that like an outboard engine that won't run. StarTron will keep that from happening. It's available. You see it everywhere. We appreciate the folks from StarTron, Starbright, supporting LBL. Got to give a little personal shout-out. Eric Applegate that works for StarTron just had his first baby. Him and his wife, of course. Eric didn't have it because... That would be a, you know, wouldn't surprise me at this point. It's like locust men having baby, $9 gallon gas. I don't know. But Eric Eric and his lovely wife had their first child this week. All right. Pro Guide Batteries, the folks from Pro Guide supporting the show for the second year in a row and all things travel and circus with those awesome lithium trailer motor batteries. I'm running the 31 AGM right now in the Express X21. Same setup next year in the new boat. You can get yours at ProGuyBatteries.com. Use code LBL10 to let them know you are a low lifer. Actually, I bought a battery charger on there as well this week because taking my charge system from PowerPole, which I loved this year, over to the new boat because they're a little behind, let's be honest. And uh, I bought a no-code charger from ProGuide this week. Use my code and everything. So there you go. Uh, They've got chargers. They've got batteries. They will get you going the right direction power-wise. All right. Moving on, baitworks.com, bait-works.com, bait-works.com. Had an amazing conversation with one of the employees there this week. They are fixing to really step up their game even more than they already have, and I think there's going to be – they're going to be real specific in some amazing lure categories. I'll leave it at that, but they've got some huge plans, and I love how aggressive they are. I love being a part of the Baitworks family. 
and you can be a part of the Baitworks family by using code DUNCAN-10. If they ain't got it, they got it on the way, and if you don't want it, you better not hit order, submit order anyways, because it's going to show up and your wife might yell at you, but it's Father's Day week. It's Father's Day week. Get on there. They are absolutely loaded to the gills. Got more stuff coming in every single day. Bait-works.com. Last but not least, hang the banner. (laughs) Express Boats Hot Springs, Arkansas. Going to the mothership. Going to the mothership this week. Out there to lay hands on the new boat and, uh, and pick up the old boat and bring it back and tuck it in the garage for a couple more weeks here. But... I absolutely, I say it week in, week out, love that boat, the Sea Deck, the Yamaha Show, pushing that bad boy. I I love my setup. Can't wait to get the next one, but the X21 Pro has been absolutely fantastic. Big things in the works for Express. They're constantly pushing to evolve that product line, and it's very fun to be a part of it. I will will stand by them in all kinds of water conditions, man. I love, love, love that boat. The official boat of the Travel Circus and Low Budget Live, the Express X21 with that beautiful Sea Deck and Yamaha show. Go ride in one. You won't regret it. Express boats, building excitement since 1966. All right. All right. So today I, my, my guest is a little busy. Okay. So I'm recording this section. And, you know, normally I just call just like beep, 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 right here on, on, on the, on the, on the dealio here. Not happening today. I'm going to take a little pause, take a little pause, and then I'm going to come back. You'll never know it. You'll never know it. You'll never know any difference. But thought I'd let you guys know. It's definitely going to be staggered today. But first, I wanted to, uh, there was something that Ronnie Moore, Ron Moore, Ronnie posted this um, while he was down there just covering saltwater fishing, which is awesome. I like seeing folks do well, do big things in life. It's very cool. JM and Associates are mixed in with that uh, sport fishing championship, I I believe. And Ronnie's been in studio. Then he was uh, on the water, uh, on the dock down in Biloxi, Mississippi this week. But but Ronnie made a post about this, and it got me thinking. So I did some research. I know. Research? Luke, you did research? I did. I did research. And this LIV tour, not to be confused with LOB, that's Trey Swindle, the LOB. This is the LIV tour in golf. Golf? Boo. Golf. Yes, golf. A lot of y'all golf out there. But versus the PGA Tour. And and Ronnie made this post, an Instagram story post, and it really did get me thinking. It was like, uh, you know, I can't help but think, if bass fishing was bigger, how this would, how our split with the BPT MLF situation and bass, it's the exact same thing, man. Exact same thing. It's crazy. Greg Norman and crew ha- have started this new trail. They're throwing out big money. They got big sponsors. Phil Mickelson has joined it. Some other golfers. I- I'm not, my, my uh, stepson, Charlie, obsessed with golf. Obsessed with golf. Loves to golf. Great golfer. And, and he's been keeping me up on this stuff, man. And so the PGA Tour is like, hey, you want to play with them? You ain't playing with us. And it is this total, like, line in the sand deal that's going on. I was reading an article on Sports Illustrated before I went on air here that's like, what's the future of golf look like? And it's so – it's interesting, though, to see that in, in that world because really in, like, modern sports history, and I, I mean modern, like, the last 25 years, we haven't seen, like, a, a big split like this. Other than in our sport, in bass fishing. And we got no heat, no love. It just made it more confusing for most folks, right? You're a pro fisherman. Oh, what do you fish? Uh, MLF. Well, what? You fish BFLs. You don't fish MLF. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're so, it's so confusing. But Bass Pro Tour, Bassmaster Elite Series kind of did the same thing. Now you got MPFL in the mix. You got a lot of things going on in the sport of bass fishing, as always. But I wanted to read this stat to y'all. And this is what gets me because we all want to think that bass fishing is huge, and it is. But in the terms of professional bass fishing, in the terms of the people that keep up with our professional bass fishing world, it is a very niche deal. Tournament fishing in general is very, very niche. Some people just like going out and snatching them up some bass, man. It it just is what it is. They just like going to catch it. But it got me thinking because I'm flipping the channels. This weekend, Ronnie made this post. I, I, I kind of made some notes in my phone, like, that's interesting. That is very interesting because we didn't get any, you know, that didn't get any heat anywhere in the professional sports world because most people were like, eh, whatever, you know, it's bass fishing. But you can get on ESPN, the Ocho right now, 
and probably watch professional tag. I've watched it. Brad Knight and I watched professional tag not long ago. Hudson and I watched professional lacrosse yesterday. Freaking insane athletes. Unbelievable. We watched it. It was fun. Hell of a time watching it on Saturday afternoon. I Googled what the average, the average Premier League lacrosse player makes. It's like $18,000. $18,000 a year. So these boys got three and four jobs on top of this, right? Especially to pay for damn gas just to get to the games right now. But that being said, they got all these spots. Hudson and I were looking around at the sponsors this had, and it was impressive. Like these major, major brands sponsoring Premier League lacrosse on ESPN2 on a Saturday. Impressive. Very impressive. ESPN the Ocho. I'm not sure which ESPN it was on, but Hudson had it on. It definitely was. But but I, I this stat has always blown me away, and I have said it on the show before, and I went back and did some research. Check this out. Check this out. More people, more people in the United States. Now think of this. Is my whole point with this is think about this. With this everybody with PGA tours, millions of dollars given away. They don't pay entry fees. This this LOB tour, freaking crazy. Money, $4 million went to the winner today. $4 million to the winner. But listen to the stats. What blows my mind about our industry. When I get on my soapbox, blows my mind. And our guest today uh, has, has made great points about this on a podcast he was on last year that I listened to. Fantastic. But listen to this stat. 40 million, million people, 40 million people fish in the United States of America. 40 million people fish, just fish, not necessarily bass fishing. You might be sitting on a bucket with a cane pole. I don't know. 40 million people. It's a several billion dollar industry, okay? More people fish than play golf and tennis combined in the United States of America. Let that sink in. More people fish than play golf and tennis combined in the United States of America. That's a crazy statistic to me. You can go a little further. I did some more digging on the Google machine and... Statistics claim, and, I, and this is, for me, I don't know, because I, I have argued this before. I don't feel like it's this high, but but 30 million of those are supposedly bass fishermen or like to target bass more than they don't in, in this article that I read. 30 million people, 30 million people. How are we getting more eyeballs on us? I guess that's that's my point of this whole thing. Ronnie's post got me got me you know thinking and digging because the the golf and tennis thing that that comment has been around for a while and it is very true I think something like 10 million people play tennis like 20 million people golf you know I said a lot of damn people but 40 million fish overall they claim the number is 30 million that at least get involved in bass fishing I just wonder what that disconnect is in the tournament world because the coverage is better than it's ever been. You can keep up with it to the minute between uh, the Elite Series, Bass Track, live coverage, Bass Pro Tour, Every Fish Counts, all this stuff going on. MPFL's doing their damnedest to put out live coverage. You know, we're covering it. Pro Circuit, covering it, covering it, covering it. The websites are better. Social media is better. I just don't know what that big disconnect is because you look, and I've said this on here before, uh, Many times. But I, I tend to max things out because, like, in the beginning of Major League Fishing BPT, there were these pie-in-the-sky numbers. You know, there's 11 million people watch this this weekend. Okay, calm down. Because at, at, the, at the peak, the pinnacle of this, Bass has, like, a million likes on Facebook. You got guys like Swindle, Polinick, Van Dam. These guys don't have – I mean, they got ridiculously big followings, but I've said this before, YouTubers have bigger, quote, followings than them so it's i always just wonder i don't know comment what do you think the disconnect is from pro fishing to just to for a fan base uh 
to not be as involved as it is in, in you know, lacrosse. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Or professional golf to have that many. Like, to me, if there are that many people that fish, golf can't be that much more relatable if there, there are more people that fish golf, the PGA Tour guys golfing for millions of dollars can't be more relatable than a dude out there trying to catch a bass on the Tennessee River with a live camera behind him. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, It really just kind of got my head turning. Just uh, an interesting, uh, you know, some interesting numbers to me that I wanted to bring up. So stew on that, ladies and gentlemen, stew on that. I, I just I, – I, I'm – have conversations with MPFL, have conversations with folks at Bass, friends of mine a lot, about, you know, how do we take this to the next level? How, you know, where does this go? Where does the sport go to get a lot bigger? Because we have been on the same plane for a very long time. We feel like it's growing with high school fishing and with college fishing, and, and I, think it, I think it is. There's a large youth movement, but at the same time, I've said this on here before, like the bass boat market. The same number of bass boats, new bass boats, have been built the last six, eight years. Yes, we've seen new companies pop up. Yes, we've seen, you know, record sales for certain companies, but it's just robbing Peter to pay Paul. Like if you were a Ranger dude, you might have switched to Phoenix or an Express or a Skeeter or whatever. If you were a Skeeter guy, you might have gone to a Ranger. If you were vice versa, a Falcon or Vexus or what have you. So it's interesting to me on that front. Now, it's not helping things that they're eighty to $100,000 on the new bass boat side. But if the sport were growing leaps and bounds, that number would go up, I do believe, in my opinion. People find a way, you know. Uh, they're still fishing right now $5 a gallon gas. But they, they do find a way. They do. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I, that's an open conversation. Hit me up in the comments on that. Hit me up with your thoughts, you know. I, I just, you know, what is the disconnect? Is it, is it that the guy at home that fishes in a 12-foot John boat or a kayak, it doesn't resonate with him that that guy that's out there on the Pro Tour has a bass boat that costs 90 grand? I don't know. Is it a jealousy thing? Is it a, well, I don't want to watch this dude because he's got these technological advancements that I don't have, so I don't really care because – you know, that that old, I see it in the comments a lot you know, on, on posts where people are like, well, if I had live scope, I'd catch them. Or if I had this, is that the disconnect? Is it, is, is it, I, I don't know. Is it the people just ultimately don't care about that competition element when they go bastards? They just want to go catch them? I don't know. I don't know. Hit me up. Hit me up. All right. I'm going to pause. You'll never know it. And then we're going to get our guest on today. As promised, we've got a great guest today and he just so happens to be a guy with 1.7 million dollars in career earnings with Bassmaster. He has finishes of 20th, 28th, 3rd, 12th, 2nd and 7th so far this year leading Bassmaster Angler of the Year but most importantly just raced across the country to hold his newborn daughter for the first time. Ladies and gentlemen, Boys and girls, low-lifers around the world. Brandon Polnick. Hello? What's up, buddy? Oh, not much. Just playing dad <laughs> so so i guess we just start there right i mean that's there's yeah. no other news because I, I know you i know you, you you've got a heart bigger than this world and i know that all of your angling accomplishments now don't even matter right <laughs> like like there's nothing not that compares really. to this moment right not really <laughs> no i, I, I mean just incredible dude. incredible yeah it's been it's been pretty amazing. Like, there's not really words to describe it. And there's like a little human that looks like you. <laughs> and you're, you're just kind of like, wow. 
and, and I just it, look at her and I'm like, man, you're prettier than any swim bait I've ever bought. <laughs> it, everything, you know, we, as we get older in life and I'm a lot older than you, but you, you know, people throw the cliches at you, man, your life changes in this moment, or this is the best time of your life. And that's the best time of your life. But man, everything about fatherhood is dead on. The cliches are so true. And that in that moment, when they hand you that baby for the first time, you're like, wow, wow. And I think if you don't feel that way and everything runs through your head, like, oh man, I, I, I can't screw up anymore. (laughs) Like (laughs) everything in that moment, man, because it's all the pressures on you, dad. Yeah, it is. And I think, Especially like being a girl dad. Yeah. There's like even more pressure, I guess. Mi- listen, million percent, I get it. And and Harper, my stepdaughter, can hear me right now out here in, in the in the bar and grill, but she uh she came into my life like nine years ago. So I didn't I didn't go through the the whole ride as a dad as a girl dad, but, but I, I got Harper at, at 11 <laughs> years old. Yeah. So I, I got middle school, <laughs> high school, college drama Harper. So I, being a girl dad, man, it makes you, uh, it, it, it it'll keep you up at night. It still does. Like she graduated, she, she's doing big things, working at Vanderbilt right now, but it's, uh, it's still, it's every day. You're like, uh, this is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. And we, like we live in such a crazy world right now. Yes, totally. That I think uh, good parenting is needed. I totally agree. You know, I think a lot of our society problems could be solved by good parenting, I, right? And like good discipline and stuff. And so I feel like we need more good people having kids. Just, just I, I do too, man. And I think just values in general. And, and I know everybody wants to disagree about values or what they believe or what they don't believe. But I think just good common, just like be good people, be nice, mm-hmm. love each other, help people that need help. I mean, you know what I mean? I think that's just kind of yeah. the end of the day. Seems it's very like, simple. It seems very simple. <laughs> we all get convoluted in that, myself included, though. I mean, it, it's... It's easier said than done, but yeah, I think that a lot of the world's issues, the things you see on social media, the things you read in the news could definitely be like, or just just pay a little bit more attention to what's going on. And and I speak for myself on that because uh, between Marissa and I, you know, we've got the Brady Bunch. We've got five kids in the house and from 11 all the way to Harper will be 21 in a few weeks. And it's it it's not easy. So I can't, you know, I can't beat up on folks too much, but because there are situations just this year with us as parents that things get brought to your attention that you think you're super dialed as a parent, but then a difficult situation pops up and you're like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like, it, so it's, yeah. it's not, you know, there's not a cure-all, I guess, because kids are kids and, and things will happen, but, but man, what a gift. And, and so, so mom and baby are doing fantastic. Yeah, everybody's, I mean, I don't really know how we've got so lucky, but yeah, I mean, everything has worked out great. Like, I mean, everybody's healthy and healing up. Our goal is for everyone to be on track to be able to go to New York in a couple weeks. That's a big road uh, trip. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, from Idaho. (laughs) I was going to say, that's you can't get there from Idaho, but okay. Be, before baby, it was a four day drive yes. and four really long days. And so now, I don't know, we're planning for probably like a week and a half or something. Might stop at Oahe on the way over and break it up and kind live of ch- the camper life. Yeah, just kind of check things out. So that is that that was one of my questions. So that's the plan because you and the Vandy Hammer himself, you fished this amazing event at Pickwick, yet another top ten. And you're waiting on the call. We're all waiting on the call. I feel like I had told Marissa, I'm like, man, BP's got, and Tiffany's in Idaho and like they're due. And so, and she doesn't listen. Like she keeps up with the folks that, that we know and things like that. But she's like, 
she has no idea, right? Like she doesn't like she's not checking the standards yeah. every five minutes on Bass Track or anything. She'd be like, "How Justin do? How Brand? You know, how's everybody doing? Okay." But but yeah. but she was on Baby Watch. Trust me, she was like, "Hey, yeah. anything on Brandon and and the baby?" And I'm like, "He's fishing." And then you made it to day three, and I'm like, "Hey, he's fishing." She's like, "Really?" I'm like, "No, no word on baby." And then I'm like, "Hey, final day, he's fishing." She's like, "What's the word?" I'm like, "I don't know, no baby." And then you and Vandy Hammer take off across the country. A 39-hour drive? Is that uh, it? It's about, well, when you type it into Google, it's about 32 hours. Jeez. If you just drove straight. And so it's 2,100 miles <sighs> from from the Pickwick Dam to my house. is 2,100 miles, almost exactly. So uh, we knew that it was a little bit of a gamble. Mm-hmm. Um but we've kind of always, like, me and Tiff have always just kind of been on the game plan of, like, we take whatever information we have at the time and we make the best decision we can with it. Right. Um, and we knew we were pushing our luck with it because she was already nearly a week overdue <laughs> at that point. Uh, but I weighed my fish in and I walked off the stage and I called her. And, you know, asked kind of how she was feeling and where things were and nothing was really happening. You know, she wasn't really having contractions or, you know, like it was just kind of things were normal and it looked like I could drive home and be home. And so we made the decision that I was going to drive and we had already packed up, me and Kyle packed the camper up Saturday night. So all we had to do is go back to the campground after weigh-in, hopped in the shower, cleaned up. So we felt fresh getting on the road. And I mean, pretty much just dumped the sewer tanks, pulled the slides <laughs> in and hooked up and took off. And we drove all the way to St. Just North of St. Louis, stopped about midnight, slept for five hours and got up and took off driving. And and then like things just started happening. Oh, no. it was like you, no, no. it was like that next day of like everything started progressing faster and faster and faster. And I was still, you know, twenty five hours on Google. But oh. when you're towing a forty three footer and everything, and you're stopping for fuel at five plus dollars a gallon. Oh my gosh! It uh, yeah, it and things just started progressing quick. And next thing you know. I'm middle of Montana, Eastern Montana. And she's like, I got to go to the hospital. <laughs> and, oh. and then she got to the hospital and called me and said, I don't think you're going to make it. And I was still about, uh, at that time I was probably nine hours away. So you then, got that close. Oh yeah. I'm like nine hours away and we're That's, still driving. Still uh, driving. Um, and then they're like, you're not going to make it. You're just going to have to FaceTime. Like, there's no way you're going to make it. Oh, and man. I got within like seven and a half hours and pulled over on the side of the road. Oh, got the call. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I can't Which imagine. Was, it was tough. Like, I, I kind of broke down for a second because I felt so of bad course. that I wasn't there for TIFF. Um, and, I mean, she's a freaking rock star. She did it oh, yeah. all natural non-medicated oh wow okay uh, definitely a rock star they're all rock stars all moms uh, yeah. i mean that go through that god knows it's it's incredible but that's even crazier that's amazing yeah it gave me a whole new respect like just watching it and thank goodness for technology right oh, that my was gosh. so much better yeah, than a phone call thinking. i felt yeah. like i was there yeah so you weren't there in, in in person, but man, you you were there, and I know, and and you and Tiff are such a team, and and I feel like that it, it just everything that you guys do is for one another. And she has been out there on the road with you. She knows what you go through mentally and physically at these events, and so to know that you push to drive that thirty two thirty three hour drive, you know, trying to keep Kyle straight, which is. Almost impossible. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Okay. True. <laughs> but but you do this 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 crazy trip, man, to get seven and a half hours away. I, I don't know. It's just uh it, it's incredible, man. Yeah. I'm so glad that you got to got to FaceTime though and, and God bless technology. Holy crap. 
Yeah. That's and then just, we just, I mean, then we just finished the drive, right? We're like, I'm not stopping now. Yeah. So we just finished out 28 hours straight 28 from the time we left St. Louis. Uh, yeah, drove 28 hours straight and didn't go home. Pulled the camper, the boat, and everything in the hospital parking lot, <laughs> and uh, and walked inside. Please tell was, me there there's video evidence of this with Kyle because it's got to be on the Pickwick film, obviously on the it is. on the series. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to be the uh, the outro is me walking into the hospital. Oh, nice. So okay, good. It's you get the full the last Lake Fork and Pickwick were the first two events Tiff has missed in eight and a half years. Right. And so it gives a different perspective and especially the, like the Lake Fork video is going to be just a ton of awesome fish catches, giants wallowing around on the surface and stuff. And then, and you get a little bit of kind of the storyline of the baby and AOI and all that. And then Pickwick, it like really starts to set in of like every day we're just gambling. You know? Yeah. And you're just waiting on a call, waiting on a text, praying yeah. that it does you, like you, you're, you're ready for everybody to, to be here and together healthy, but you're like, can we just wait just a couple more days? I got a couple more bass. To catch. <laughs> that's, that's literally how we were. Yeah. I was so at peace with it because I, in my mind, I didn't question, like there wasn't a question on what the right decision yeah. was. Like I was going to leave. And I had some people like, you really, like, really? Like, you're just like, what if you're like, have a chance to win on Sunday and you get the call? I'm like, well, I'm going to leave and finish 10th. I yeah. don't know. Like, but it, to me, it, there wasn't even a, a second guess. And the, the fact that I was able to even fish two days <laughs> and then the fact that I was able to fish all four uh, was mind blowing. You know, I mean, like, I didn't. I couldn't believe it. Like, I, and I didn't have a great practice. I didn't, it's just like, I've had a bunch of those events this year where it, like, as the event goes on, like things just start to develop. You just you're like, Oh, I don't know how I caught those five bass today, but I got those five bass. You know, and it works. Dude, I, I think, you know, because I, I text you all the time bugging you about the series. Cause my boys are, are Polonic super fans like I am. And we watch all of them. And I feel like, you do that a bunch, though, where you're like, hey, I piece this together because you are so versatile. I think it speaks to how good you are at so many different techniques, right? Because you look at a Santee, you're out there fishing offshore, you're up there bed fishing, you mix it up. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like when when you you don't really need a lot going on after, <laughs> after practice, I feel like you just figure it out as the tournament progresses every single time, especially for the last two years, man. It's like you are always around. I, I am so glad I'm not on the Bassmaster Elite Series. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, just need clues. Yeah. I just need clues, you know. I mean, that's, that's what I always say. Like, I don't need to be dialed going into the tournament i just need clues of like where they're coming from where they're headed Mm -hmm. and an area that has some bass and i the last video at chickamauga like it wasn't the most exciting because there weren't a ton of fish catches because i was just piecing it together Mm -hmm. and somehow finished 12th but there to me from like an angling standpoint it was super cool because yes. i i didn't get locked into one thing right you know i i weighed one on a spinner bait i weighed one on a drop shot weighed them on a, a rashi glide weighed them on a jerk bait a crank bait you know like i just had all these different ways that i caught them and some of those i never even caught a bass on in practice but you you get those clues of how things are developing and the time of year, you know, you're just using all of those past experiences mm-hmm. and and you put that math equation together and you're like, this is what I need to go do. And you may only do it for 10 or 15 minutes, right? Like I'll pull a rod out. I may fish it for 15 minutes and be like, ah, no, it doesn't feel right. You know, or just, I see one lay down. I'm like, yeah, I need to throw a spinner bait on that. Pull it out, fish that one lay down and then never pick it up again the rest of the day. But that one time that it works and you catch a five pounder, that's worth it. Absolutely. And, and you know, early in your career, 
you were a feast or famine guy. I think that's fair to say. Mm -hmm. Like you swung really hard, and when you connected, you blew them out. And then the other times you struggled in consistency a little bit. Like that was just kind of the Polonic, you know, that's what Zona would put it on a T on on live about. But now you look 99 checks out of 138 events. Absolutely. I mean, as consistent as anybody's been in the last few years, but now you're leading angler of the year. And, and I saw something interesting today. You you just said it too. You said pulling from that past experience. And I wanted to ask you this because I, I feel like, this is important. You do have young guys come in straight out of college now, and, and the flow of information is obviously out there, um, whether it's online, whether it's just the, the information that they put together themselves from graphing, from map study, whatever. Like, the flow does move quicker now. But for you, this this race going to Oahe, going to the St. Lawrence, do you think that benefits you in all of your experience at the St. Lawrence and – this was the interesting thing that I, that I looked up today. You finished 21st at Oahe last time. This was a crazy stat to me. I actually did research before this episode. I know you're surprised. Uh, <laughs> 11, 11 of the top 12 from that Oahe event, 11 of the top 12, Clifford Perch being the one that that is still with the Elite Series, are all at BPT now. Yeah. 11 of the top 12. So you look through those standings, it, it's crazy because we got a lot of new faces. Do you think that plate, because that's a weird fishery, I feel like, going down the stretch. It Do you feel is. like that plays into it's your wheelhouse? Weird, it's a weird place. I mean, I, anytime we go up north, I feel like it plays into my wheelhouse. Yes. I, I'm just comfortable. I I love it. You know, I, so I because I love it, I go into it with a positive outlook and some confidence mm-hmm. um i mean that that doesn't mean that anything's guaranteed but having that confidence makes a huge difference and when you just enjoy it right? like i enjoy being in those places i enjoy the experience um and i think that helps um a such a weird event you don't know what's going to happen and the group of guys that we have now are literally as good of anglers as there's ever been on the elite series, million percent. Don't care what anybody said. Mi- Don't care what anybody million says. Million percent. They it, may not have the names, yes, but their angling ability and their ability to find bass quickly on new bodies of water and they do catch their them. homework is yes. incredible. Like just look at the weights. You can yep. compare cut weights, winning weights, whatever you want against whatever group of anglers, and they're the same, if not better. No doubt now than they were ever before and so um just because guys may not have the experience there doesn't mean that they're not going to catch oh for sure Uh, they'll figure it out they'll figure and i feel like the the newer group of guys are way more versatile than than the older guys right because they fish a lot of different things right they're more comfortable with a spinning rod in their hand yes um you know like even in the beginning of my career i felt like when we went north there were still guys that owned like two spinning rods <laughs> no I, oh first million Seriously. percent dude they, they you know they were up 10 11 dra- years ago yeah they're dragging tubes on bait casters and stuff and throw, i've yeah, seen it 100%, yeah. not that long ago <laughs> yep and so I, I think that makes a huge difference right there's just and that I don't, I mean, I haven't looked at the AOI points in like eight or nine years, so I don't know what the gap is. I don't want to know what it is. Right. Uh, I won't tell you. I, I didn't even know, <laughs> I didn't even know Lester was in third in AOI until we were backstage and someone was talking about it. Yeah. Like I I only knew that there was like me and John Cox because John was leading <laughs> and yeah. that was like, that was all I knew. And then I found out Lester was in third, but I don't know what that point gap is, but both of those guys, like I'll just use them as an example. Cause I don't know who's in fourth or fifth or any of that past that. Um, but both those guys catch them really well yes. up north also. Um, so the, like nothing is a guarantee. You know, I mean, I really needed John to not catch 22 pounds probably <laughs> on the second day. Yeah. Paper. I was going to say he could have helped you a little more than he did. I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, but I told him backstage right before we, uh, before we went out for like the top 10 
deal. And I was like, dude, this might go down as one of the greatest AOI it's like battles ever. Certainly like, shaping up that way. I was like, I don't know what the point gap is, but I know it's not a lot. And I was like, it's like, it's just awesome. Like, I'm so glad that I'm still here fishing and I'm glad that you made it the top 10. I was like, this just makes it that much more exciting with three events left. Uh, and, and look, John, that big hole in his game, if you can call it that, for a long time, he didn't have the success up there. But man, he he stacked them up at the St. Clair Elite. He has stacked them up up at uh, BPT last year up on the St. Lawrence. So like the dude has, yeah. he's like, oh yeah, well, I'll just take these graphs, throw them in the lake, and then I'm just going to get this yeah. spinning rod and go to work. So I, I think oh, that this yeah. will, I think I said that last week, as a matter of fact, this one will go down if it's still tight, especially after St. Lawrence, I think this one will be really interesting because you've got a lot of success. You've had success at lacrosse. You've had some heartbreak at lacrosse. But for it to come mm-hmm. down to a shallow river that I feel like you understand, and then that's John's wheelhouse too, it would be it would be so much fun to see it go down and be tight. Maybe not for you, maybe not for John, <laughs> for it to be close. Because <laughs> I know what I know what Angler of the Year means. To you guys, yeah. I, I, that is that is such an uh, just an accomplishment, especially with your season this year, the schedule, you guys. I mean, and, and I say it in NPFL all the time, you earn it because you go from yep. Florida to Chickamauga, Pickwick, Fork, like all these different places, and you have to figure it out everywhere. Now, at Fork, I, I saw from the photo galleries, you are were offshore down by the dam, and John's just over there throwing at the dam. <laughs> It's my oh, that favorite, was pretty funny. That was my favorite thing that has happened in bass fishing in like 10 years, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. And it, the crazy part was that we were both catching them. I know. You know like we were both doing our deal, <laughs> catching them. Um, and it, it's funny because he's he's so hardcore shallow, and I tend to find myself offshore more, yeah. even though I probably like fishing the bank more than I do off the bank. Uh but it's funny because it, it just kind of became this like deep versus shallow thing. Yeah. And then that picture just portrayed it perfectly. <laughs> so perfect. You know? Um, and that's, you can't ask for any more than that. And like, the only thing I hope is that if I get beat, like I just want him to earn it. Right. Like I don't want it. I don't want to just throw it away at an event, you know, do make a stupid mistake or something. And, and vice versa. Like if I win, I want to know that I earned it. You don't want him giving it to you. Yeah. No, no. Like I would love for it to be close coming down and like just it builds so much more anticipation and makes every single fish catch that much more amplified. Right. It it makes a three pounder at the lacrosse river feel like a six or a seven. Pounder. Yes. Yes, man. Well, dude. I, I just, I really appreciate you taking time. I told you, I, I, I just, uh, I all but begged like, Hey, come, come get, I got to talk to you. This is the father's day. I kicked off this show by saying, this is the father's day special fathers deserve a week. This is father's day week. So we're kicking off, uh, the June 13th podcast with father's day week here with the new dad, Brandon Polinick. But I know that you'll never win a trophy that will be as great as that as that Bambino that you just got in your life. But what would it mean to you to close out 2022 at lacrosse hoisting that AOI trophy? Uh, man, it would – I don't really know how to put it into words. I, I think the coolest thing for me is that I want to win it so bad so that someday – little Cora can look back on the videos and stuff and see like what's possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, even with the, like in the midst of like all this chaos going on, right? Like all these crazy things and long drives and like Tiff being pregnant and having her and like, you can work through all of these changing events and still chase something that matters to you, right? Like you can make these sacrifices with a team and perform at the highest level and still be like a good dad. That's all. That's all I hope. That's beautiful. And I say that, I say that as I'm holding her and she's sleeping. 
in my arms. <laughs> that is, and see, that's why we needed to go on Zoom right there. But you know what? I'm old school. It's low budget live. We know that. But hey, I want you to thank Cora for me for sharing her awesome dad with the low yeah. lifers and thank Tiff and tell her I said hello. Brandon Polinick, you're the man. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. See you Good soon. Good luck the rest of the season. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Brandon Polinick right there, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. Awesome stuff from the man, the prodigy. He is a uh, he's a fantastic human being, and, and uh, I tell the story a lot about him. I have on here, but right after my mom passed, he sent me this, him and Tiffany, and uh, he heard the podcast talking about how much she loved butterflies, and I keep this right here all the time. So that was from Brandon and Tiffany, and it means so much to me, and I never look at it. I don't think about my mom and, and think about that time in life. And, uh, and how special it was to have somebody that, that kind reach out to you, think, think about you and your, you know, and your time of need. And Brandon and Tiffany are certainly those kind of people. So, uh, thanks to him for spending, I mean, he's been a dad for almost a week now. So thanks to him for, uh, for carving out some time for us here on the Father's Day special. Low budget live. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're not, if you're listening on Spotify and iTunes, keep on keeping on. I appreciate you. Give it a, uh, a rating. I think you got to do. I think you do that on uh, iTunes. I'm not sure, uh, to be honest. But go take y'all out with some Biloxi Blues. Be sure to hug your daddy. Always hug your mama, but hug your daddy this week. Now see y'all next time. Jackson Town to Tupelo I never could make it last Spanish boss and Civil War ghost Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name and I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. most legendary shows in the outdoors is on waypoint tv don't miss primo's truth about hunting wednesday nights at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment through the blackwater bayous and in the dark louisiana night floats a duck camp alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of cajun cooking Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.